Welcome to the New Day Church Message of the Week. It is our hope and prayer that you encounter the one who created you through hearing this message today. To contact us or find out more information about our events and who we are, go to newday-church.org. Thank you for listening. Amen. Beloved, there is, uh, we're going to continue on in Romans chapter 8, so if you want to open to that, you can. Uh, Truth is, you can do whatever you want to do, I guess. I mean, you're going to do it, right? Uh, As we continue on, we're going to be looking at a little bit of suffering. And how scripture, it's talking about this different suffering. And I want you to focus on this, that we have present hope as we deal with suffering. His hope is present. And... uh, We also, there's this, we see in Romans 8 as we read today that there's future glory that we can experience now. Hope, hope. Turn to your neighbor and say hope. Hope. You just kind of, like almost like you got a syringe and you're going to inject hope in them. You're a hope dealer. All of you have Jesus. Just go ahead and give them some hope. Hope, right there. Give them some hope. Every one of you, give you a little bit of hope. Let hope rise up. Now, hope that we're talking about, the hope that's in Jesus Christ, isn't at the end of a football game where they just, they're down by however many points and they just throw up a wishful thinking football toss that somebody's going to catch. No, the hope that we have is actually hope. It's not wishful thinking. It's because we see the character of Jesus Christ in the past. We see the character of Jesus Christ right now. We know the character of Jesus Christ in the future. So we have hope because we know he is faithful. Even when we fail, he is faithful. Sometimes, especially when we fail, he shows himself in such great faithfulness. That's why we can have hope. That's why we can, uh, when we fall down, when we stumble in something, we can just rise back up. Uh, Proverbs 24, verse 16, though the righteous fall even up to seven times, they rise back up. So if you've fallen down, I'm here to tell you, it's time to rise back up. Get up. Get up. Get up out of that thing. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. Don't, get, don't stay in that groove. Don't stay in that rut. Don't stay, don't stay. It's time to get up. Get up with him. If you can't do it, he can. Maybe you're trusting your, yourself too much and him too little. He can do it. He makes impossible possible. Get on up. It's time to get up. Hope. We have such hope. Such hope that even in the darkest, we have such hope. That's why Paul and Silas, you remember when they were falsely charged? They were thrown in jail. They had shackles on. They were put in the innermost room in the house. They They had no windows to see out. And they were, what were they doing at midnight? They were worshiping the Lord. And as they worshiped the Lord, as they rose up in that hope, what happened? The shackles, the chains came off. Right, D? Right, D? Right? The shackles came off. Come on. And the prison doors flung open. And they were able to walk right out. Hope does things. Hope, I think it has a way of bringing in future glory into present time. 
When we partner with hope, we're bringing future glory into present time. Yeah. Maybe you. So we don't have to live on yesterday's crumbs. I know everybody in this room could talk about how God moved in your life in the past, right? right. We could pass around this microphone and we'd probably be here all week <laughs> talking about the miracles of how God had intervened. They're like, I love, I love how our God is a but God. I was going this way, but God in his grace, he met with me and now I'm going the right way. Right? We see that. We see that. That's Romans 6, 23. The wages of sin, but... The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How many of us know we, with our sin, we earned death. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God, it's eternal life with him. This life, this life, oh, beloved, there's no suffering that we're going to face today that's ever too great for him. If the situation that you're in right now isn't good, then he's not finished with that situation. He's, he, uh, see, if you remember in Revelation, one of the last things that he had said to John when John was having this revelation, he had said, see, I'm making all things new. God is good, right? God is good. Uh, you remember that phrase, God is good? All the time, all the time. God is good. Now, the same is true about the enemy. Satan is bad all the time. All the time, Satan is bad. Well, so there's people that, that are given Satan's due to God, saying that God is bad towards them. And that's not true. That's not how he works. That's not who he is. So Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 30. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Say, in us. In us. It's kind of fun. He didn't say to us, did he? No. He didn't say eventually somewhere in the church. He, said, he didn't say like 2,000 years from now at New Day, they're going to be gathering together and they're going to worship the Lord and that glory. No. He had said, in us, revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's like peekaboo. You know, Selah was here during worship with her daddy, and it was so sweet. Josh was such a good dad. Uh, but he was holding her, and he, you know, I think of peekaboo. A creation, just look out the window. Creation, everything, uh, they're, they're just waiting for us to be revealed. For us to say, here we are, peekaboo. We're the sons and daughters of God. We're here. Let's go. For creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. We know the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have been the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly 
for our adoption into sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently for it. Verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Say, the Spirit Spirit helps us us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he, who, uh, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, say all things. No, say all things. Come on, say it like you mean it. In all things. All right, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Just a quick quiz. Raise your hand if that's you. Do you love him? Have you been called according to his purpose? Come on, just look around the room. There we go. All right. Well, then turn to your neighbor and point at him and say, that's for you. God's working all things for the good in your life. That's for you. That's for you. That's for you. Thank you, Lord. Come on now. Preach it. Let's go, Maxine. Woo. That's good. There's some of you in this room that don't believe it. So you need to hear it again. There's some of you like, oh, that's, oh, isn't that nice? That's, that's for Gary. Gary, he loves Jesus. No, that's for every one of you that have said yes to him. Have yes to Jesus. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Oh, isn't that fun? I see so much Jesus in you. Jesus looks good on you. He really does. I guess truth be told, Jesus would look good on anyone, right? But Jesus looks really good on you. Frank, Jesus looks really good on, can I, I, now Frank's probably going to kick me for this. Frank is, he is one of the, uh, I see so much Jesus in you, Frank. And this is how I see Jesus. Frank comes in here, he's been here probably what the last three weeks you've been mowing lawn. And I see Jesus mowing lawn as Frank is on that lawnmower. Jesus is in you, Frank. Jesus is in all of you. The image of his son, it's in you. That we might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. That those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. Whoo, come on. Boy, that's exciting. It's fun. You know, there's times where people are like, well, I'm not qualified to do that, pastor. (laughs) Then you're probably just the right one. Because it's not a question of being qualified. It's a question of, did he call you to do it? Like this morning when Cindy had texted me at 4 a.m., she probably was like, should I be texting him at 4 a.m.? Was this the sushi I had yesterday? Uh, what is the Lord saying? But that was, that was just right. He is doing a work in you. 
you have been commissioned by him. And there's a whole world outside these windows that are longing to see you rise up and be who you're meant to be. You are the answer. You're the plan A, and God doesn't have a plan B. It's you. And the the fun part is, is that means uh, many of us in this room are like, well, then God's going to have to show up, and you're right. The only way it's going to happen is by dependence on him. Present hope, future glory. Present hope, future glory. I love how um, right off the bat is what we were reading. I was reminded this this phrase, our present suffering cannot compare to the future glory. Our present suffering cannot compare to your future glory. Can I get a little uh, uh, honest with you? Is that all right? Can I be a little transparent? I know this is not meant to be the shape that my earthly tent is meant to have. Uh, this, uh, when, when Jabez prayed, expand the tent pegs, this isn't what he was praying. This isn't honoring the Lord. This isn't a healthy way to live. So guess what I'm doing? I'm working on my diet. I'm working on my water. Oh my gosh. Wow. I didn't realize how much little water I was drinking. Now I feel like I'm floating. So like, if you see me like this, it may be the spirit. It may also be, I've just been drinking a lot of water, but, uh, to trust him in that. And I actually had asked him, Lord, what is it? What is it? What's, what's the thing that you want me to do? Uh, but then even to exercise, right? We know that in exercising, we're actually breaking down our muscle. We're actually putting in demand. We're suffering our muscles so that our muscles will then be able to be healed, to be restored, and they'll be stronger. And then we go and suffer our muscles more so that our muscles will be healed and restored and be stronger. There's some suffering that may be going on in your life. I don't, I don't want to put God's name on it, but God in his grace can use that to help you become stronger, to help you to be able to keep your eyes on him, to be able to move past that obstacle that's in your way and to step into all of what he has for you. Suffering isn't always bad. Let's just not have our focus on the suffering. You remember when Peter got out of the boat, he had his eyes fixed on Jesus at first, right? Yeah. And that was amazing. None of the other disciples in the boat had the courage to do that. I just think that's amazing. He was the second man in all the history of the world to walk on water and not do it here in our winter, right? He's walking on water. But then what happens? Some of the storms, the waves kind of kick up. And he, instead of keeping his focus on Jesus, he starts seeing the storms and then he starts sinking into it. When you get your eyes focused on the suffering, you'll sink into the suffering and it will consume you. But when you have your eyes focused on him, he will show you the way out from that suffering and it will become a blessing. What seemed to be a curse will become a blessing as you move through it. Just have the courage to do it. Just trust that he's moving in it. That you aren't meant to be the very thing that's trod upon, but that you're meant to rise above it. That he has something for you in that suffering. This present suffering cannot compare to that future glory. What I like to do is I like to pull the future glory into it. I like, when, I'm in that, when I'm on the treadmill and I'm, I'm more than 20 minutes in and I got aches in my body where I don't like to have aches in my body. 
Can I, anybody re- relate to that? When I'm, when I'm pulling down, uh, doing the shoulder press or pull, pushing up, doing the shoulder press or pulling down, do the lat pull down and, and I've got aches in my muscles. I'm like, ooh, I could just stop and go home and grab a donut on the way. That sounds way more fun. But boy, we know that if I'll get keep pulled down in this, that just brings more suffering. But to have the courage. So I see he gave me a prophetic vision, beloved. He showed me what I could look like. Amen. So the prophetic vision, in the Proverbs it says that without prophetic vision, the people perish. So there's something about having that prophetic vision. To have a prophetic vision. There's some of you in this room that God has already given you a prophetic word, but you're not stewarding it. You haven't activated it. And I'm here to tell you it's time to activate it. Now's the time. It's time to get in the game. Praise God. You came forward. You received a prophetic word. Thank you, Lord. You've got it. Now steward it. All of what we see in, in, in the Gospels and in Acts, yes, it was, it was delivered. It was shared either by Jesus or by his disciples. But there was an activation. Everything, there was an activation where they had to partner by faith. To the one that had uh, uh, broken legs, they would have to stand up. Uh, To the one that would have uh, no eyesight, he would wipe mud or spit in their face and they would have to wipe it off. There was always activation. Are you activating your word? That doesn't mean that you have to figure out everything. You just got to do the next step. Have the courage to do the next step. Sometimes it's just a little baby step. Just activating it by faith. There's something about stepping into that. Did you catch that too? I love in uh, verse 26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. God's help through Holy Spirit, it's available right now. Can we say that together? God's help through Holy Spirit is available now. Turn to your neighbor, they need to hear this. God's help through the Holy Spirit is available right now, right now, right now, not 10 minutes from now, not two hours from now, right now. He's right here and he's right with you. God's help through the Holy Spirit. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. He even goes on to say how he intercedes for us. Do you realize this? We have two thirds of the Godhead interceding for us right now. In scripture, it says that Jesus, uh, he, what, uh, for the joy set before him, he endured this cross, scorning into shame, and now is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. Here we read in Romans 8 that the Holy Spirit, he is interceding for us. And sometimes you're a hot mess and he doesn't know what to say. So what does he do? He groans. He groans for you. How many of you moms and dads in this room, have you ever like, I don't even know what to say for my kids, so I'm just going to groan. Like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, mm, mm. I just picture what the Holy Spirit does for us. Because you know, we're, we're knuckleheads too. Could you imagine what the Holy, how the Holy Spirit, now not for you, Karen, but maybe for Gary, right? How the Holy Spirit, right? Just picture that. He intercedes for us. Do you get this? 
The Holy Spirit intercedes for you. The Spirit of Christ intercedes for you. He is interceding for you right now. This isn't something to just, oh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that nice? And pass the tea and crumpets. No, this is the Holy Spirit's interceding for you right now. And he knows what you need. Are you asking him? Are you in relationship with him? Are you making room for him? Jesus, he described the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth, that he will guide us into greater truth. When you feel lost, are you saying, oh, Holy Spirit, I feel lost. I need your truth. I need to know which way to go. When you're discouraged, Jesus had said he will be a great encourager. Are you quick to go to the Holy Spirit? I feel really discouraged right now. I don't even know why it is that I'm feeling what I'm feeling. But I need you. I need your care. I need your ministry. Come, Holy Spirit. Kindle my heart in the fire of your love. Or when you realize you're sinning. When you realize that you and your thoughts are tearing someone apart. Oh, Holy Spirit, you're the convincer and convictor of the faith. You're not here to condemn me, but you're here to help me go from where I am to where I could be. Come, Holy Spirit, convince and convict me of my sin. When you need Jesus amplified, when it seems like all hope is lost, I had that. I... Uh, for a season, I had to work full-time in the marketplace, and I was volunteering as a pastor at a church. And I, uh, of all things, do you ever have to do something that just seems so mundane that a monkey could do it? <laughs> I had to go in at, at this large complex, and I had to change all the batteries and the clocks because of daylight savings. And I'm just sitting there going, like, this is the dumbest thing. You know, like, this is, so what did I do? I looked around, and I'm like, there's nobody else here. So I grabbed my stereo, and I just started worshiping the Lord. And I was shouting worship all throughout that building. And I had so much fun. That it, it basically, they were paying me to worship the Lord. It was so awesome. Christ was amplified in my heart, and I got to amplify Christ in that space. And it was because of the Holy Spirit. Are you in relationship with the Holy Spirit? I guess I need to say this. Uh, knock, knock. It's your friend, Holy Spirit. Yes. He wants to be your best friend. Will you let him in? God's help through the Holy Spirit. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Hmm. It's okay to be weak when you open it up to him because then he can be strong in you. I think there was a season where in the church we had to, we had to pretend that everything was hunky-dory, that we had all the answers. And I believe that that season's gone. Amen. So in the areas where you're weak, it's okay to be weak. But don't just stay there in that weakness. Invite him in and let him be strong. So maybe there's some of you that don't know what to do with your kiddos. There's that one kiddo. There's that one rascal neighbor. 
that one person at work. There's your heart attitude towards someone. To let the Holy Spirit come in. To help you in that place of weakness. Or how about this? I love this. We'll finish with this today. God is working all things for our good. God is working. Can you place your hand on your heart and just declare this over yourself? So just close your eyes and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it and I'd like you to just declare it over yourself. So almost, maybe you need to beat your chest gently as a, just a way of saying this is for me. God is working all things for my good. God is working all things for my good. God is working all things for my good. Mm. Yes, Lord. God is working all things. So if it's not good, he's not done. If it's not good, he's not done. He's working. He's working all things for your good. I want to invite, uh, there's a few that I had said I really love to have come up and to stand the gap and share a prophetic word for you or to minister to you. So David and Joshua and uh, where is it? Gail is usually hiding. Oh, there's Lee. Yes. Gail. Yep. Gail was hiding. There she is. Peggy. Can you come on up here? Uh, there's some of you in this room that need a prophetic word. And these are people that I know and love and that I trust to share it. Gary, would you have the time to come up or do you have to go to the class? You got to do the class. All right. Dorothy, you can do it. Come on up here. Dorothy, get, 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 get on up on this thing. Get up, get, get better. Get on up on this thing. All right. So here's friends that I'd love and trust that, oh, Cindy, you too. Come on up here. Yeah. Here's friends that I know and love and trust. I, uh, I've shared my heart with them, and I trust them. So if I, if I trust them, I would encourage you to trust them too. There's, so there's some of you that shouldn't leave this room until you get a prophetic word. And there's some of you that might need help with a prophetic word of knowing what that next step might be. So I would encourage you, to come on up and to receive ministry. That this is a time that's set apart just for you to be able to hear from the Lord as they're faithful in being in that place for you. And uh, I know there's somebody in this room that's like, I want to go forward, but I'm not going to do it because I'm going to feel like somebody judges me or because they're going to think that I, whatever, whatever. Can we just shake that off right now? Just everybody just shake that off. Just brush it off. Just brush it off. That's not true in this house. There's no judgment in this house. There's love. Amen. There's love. There's acceptance. There's, there's, uh, there's so much more in this house. The last question I want to ask you is, what is Jesus saying to you? What is Jesus saying to you right now? That's the biggest question. That's the thing that you need to be concerned with. What is it that the son of the living God is saying to you. We join in prayer with that thought. Lord, we welcome you to come and minister. I believe that you're not finished, that there's something more that you want to say to each and every one of the people in this room. Jesus, we thank you. We went to a lot of different places this morning, and we marvel at all of what you're able to do 
in less than two hours. But Lord, we welcome you. We're called to be the sons and daughters of God. And we see through the reading of today that, that actually creation is crying out for us to be what we're meant to be, to do what we're meant to do. This is a very serious time. This is an exciting time. This is one of the greatest times in all of church history. But Lord, help us. Help us. There's some in this room that have a prophetic word that they haven't activated. Or they're afraid of, or maybe scared of, or, oh, that's not for me, that's for so-and-so down the road. Like, no, if it was for you, if it was said to you, it's something, it's time to activate that. The Holy Spirit is wanting to partner with you in greater ways. There's some in this room that need to hear a prophetic word. And maybe this is a new season for you. He's got a new wineskin for you. Maybe this is a, a time where it's a new uh, horizon. So if you have a new horizon, you need to have a new prophetic word. A new season, you need a new prophetic word. So Lord, we welcome you to come and minister. We thank you, Lord, for how you give us ears to hear you. Would you open the eyes of our heart? Open the uh, ears of our spirit that we could see you, that we could hear you. We thank you, Lord. We want to see you. We want to hear you. We thank you, Lord, for how there is hope right now. No situation is hopeless. And that there is glory, future glory is available right now too. So come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Receive this blessing. Uh, and after the blessing, please come forward and receive ministry. If you have conversations, take those in the lobby. That's great. We love it. But take those in the lobby. Uh, no Financial Peace University will be starting soon too. But may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That you, the sons and daughters of God, that you would be all that you're meant to be so that you can do all that you're meant to do. Uh, that you do that with his peace, with his abundance, with his favor. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. Be blessed and be a blessing. Come on, we got some work to do. We pray that you received encouragement and impartation as you heard this word today. Connect with us on Facebook and at newday-church.org. Thanks again for listening to this message.